Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm thrilled you're joining me today for this exciting episode. Oh my gosh, so many times people ask me, how do you do that? Or where do you go? Or where do you start? And I brought the woman in today, the spiritual entrepreneur guru, who is going to answer some of those questions on how you get started. If you're feeling this calling, actually, I just got goosebumps even saying that. So I'm just going to dive right in. Let me welcome Kira Polson to You Lost Me at Namaste. Welcome, Kira. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I am just thrilled to have you on the show. We did a little exploratory phone call last week, and I just felt the energy immediately. And to be honest, I think your agent maybe had contacted me. I didn't know too much about you. And the more I looked into you, the more I was falling in love with what you represent and what you're doing for people. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Well done. So Kira uh, is a spiritual entrepreneur, but she's also a publisher. And I think that was part of what got my attention. So today isn't necessarily so much on spirituality or wellness, although we are going to cover some important components, but it's really, how do you follow, if this is something that you're interested in, if you feel like you have a story to tell, or if you feel like you have something to offer, you probably do, first of all, if you're drawn to this, then you definitely do. Kira is the person to help you with that. So you do a lot of different things. You have this publishing house. You publish books that have light and inspiration, right? You don't publish anything like scary or dark or (laughs) fiction related necessarily. (laughs) Tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, about um, how you decided to do this, how you decided to bring this to the world and start your own publishing company. Yeah, well, I... It was just divinely guided, really. I felt super inspired to write a book before I had anything. I had no business. I had no coaching business. I I had just been through a bunch of healing and I felt very inspired to write a book. And so I, I began the process of writing a book. And when I did, I felt really inspired that I needed to start a publishing house, which was so weird. Like, why would I start a publishing house? I had no... Uh, concept of why, but I just knew that I needed to. And so I did. And so I met with lawyers and I did all the things to get it set up. And then it just sat there for a few years because I didn't have any business at that very beginning. But then as I started to begin coaching and then entrepreneurship just started to raise and I started to see how my spiritual background and entrepreneurship create this beautiful, like magical marriage that all these women I was coaching started to say, I think I have a book inside of me. What do, how do I publish it? And I was like, oh my gosh, I have a publishing house. <laughs> Let's figure it out. And that's how, that's how Freedom House Publishing Co. actually began. So tell us a little bit about the women you coach and the classes that you teach. Yeah. So I, I coach women who are naturally gravitating towards spirituality. Like they're healers, they're shamans, they're creators, they're writers, and they love the spiritual realm. And they also want to create a business, but possibly don't, that's not their jam. Like technology isn't their thing. Understanding funnels isn't their thing. Understanding how to start a coaching business isn't like it's not the loudest thing for them. Their gifts are stronger. And so what I do is I help them learn how to marry it. Like spirituality is number one in the work that we do. And then I teach them how to use spirituality to create successful business. So 
it's really fun. It's super fun. So I will say this podcast is in over a hundred countries now, and it has a wide variety of ages and demographics. I definitely have a good portion of men who listen to this podcast because yeah. we teach a lot of different things, a lot of different topics. Yeah. So I'm telling you for my men out there who are listening today, don't tune out. Yes. If this all resonates with you, stay with us because we're going to have some really good tips that will apply to you no matter what you're doing. It doesn't, it's not just for women and it does not just for writing a book. So yeah. If you like our voices and this is resonating with you today, stick with us. So I just want to put that out there. Okay. So you're helping these women who are coming to you find their light, find what their story is, find what their, I guess, special gifts are Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. help other people heal. Yes. So you're doing that. And then Mm -hmm. you realize, wow, there's a lot of stories. I like something that you said. I, um, I will also say that Kira has her own podcast called the Awaken podcast, So anytime I have a guest on, I do research first to make sure that I feel like we're in alignment with each other. So I loved your podcast, by the way, I listened to several episodes. Thank you. Um, But one of the things that you said that I really liked, and I say it a lot myself, like almost every week, I say that the world is starving for more light and we are in an awakening where, you know, find the age of Aquarius, but we're in an awakening. The earth is vibrating. It is shaking. It is getting better and better. Like it is going to be so amazing by June, 2022, we're going to be having totally different conversations, but it doesn't always feel that way. Right. It doesn't always feel that way. It feels like we're battling the dark more than we're embracing the light sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I loved hearing you say the world is starving for light. And part of that is sharing stories of hope and light and transformation and inspiration. Yes. And so I love that you are bringing this, that you're helping women take their story that might feel ordinary to them, might just seem very basic because a lot of times to to ourselves, it feels not extraordinary. It feels basic and normal, right? Because it's our story, but to other people, it can be incredibly inspiring and hopeful. Can you expand on that a little bit about maybe people who are feeling like I want to do this or I feel, but I just, why me? Yeah. Why would anybody want to listen to me or read my book? Right. Like everyone has that question. Like, why me? And I've, I've felt that many times when I've felt the divine ask me to do big things, even starting the publishing house with no business, nothing. It was like, why me? Why would I be the one? And my belief is that if you receive that inspiration, it's because it's yours, it's yours to create and your gifts, even if you don't know them yet, they were prepared to do that thing. And when we say yes, miracles happen. So I said yes. And now I have the miracle of owning a publishing house that's bringing massive light to the world. And it's just such a joy. I have the miracle of like working with powerful prophetess women who are changing the world that came from me saying yes. So if anyone has this, either this dream or this inspiration in their soul and their heart, if you just open up and say yes, and not why me, but in just why not me? that miracles will happen and it will be an extraordinary path. That's beautiful. So expand a little bit also on, because we've all had it probably where you have this moment of inspiration and then you have the doubt, and then you don't follow it. And maybe it nags, maybe it's a feather that keeps bothering you and it comes back and you keep pushing it away. So what happens when we ignore that, right? We're given this divine (laughs) download, whether it's from God or higher self universe, whatever you're comfortable with, you're given this for a reason. What happens if you ignore it? You're like, ah, I can't, I don't have time. So I feel like it becomes heavy weight on your body. 
So if you receive a lot of women I work with write books and they're like, oh, this book has been nagging at me for 10 years. Yeah. Literally, that's the word they use because when we don't bring it through and birth it, it just becomes like a heavy backpack. The inspiration is here to activate our gifts. It's here to like bring us into so much momentum. And when we don't bring it through, it becomes dead weight. And then we start to like feel heavier and then nothing is working because we've got this beautiful inspiration that just caked like mud on our back. (laughs) There was this one visualization. I was trying to teach my women about this and I saw this volcano like behind my back and it was like this volcano, like pouring in. And if the volcano, if I let the lava move through me, lava is the most beautiful space for creation, right? It's the most abundant, rich for all creations to be birthed. But if I stopped the lava, it actually became hardened rock. And that's how I experience if we let the, if we let the inspiration come through, our creations will all be beautiful. But if we don't, it will weigh us down. And you just had something that recently happened to you, right? So you moved your family, I guess, during the pandemic to Idaho. To the Mm -hmm. middle of nowhere, you have a moment of inspiration you ignore. Tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, which one was it? Share your story. (laughs) Um, You know, I actually made a commitment that I would do everything that the divine asked me to do. And there's only been one thing that I haven't done. And it's it's been on my heart for five years now. Because that's when I had my like awakening moment to this world. And heaven's sakes, I can't, it's like, I can't shake it, but it's so huge that I don't know. Like, it's so huge. It's so hard to even know where to start. And it is these centers of hope. It is for people who are suicidal that instead of throwing them into psych units, we actually would put them into these centers of hope. Okay. So you did mention that before, and Mm -hmm. I would like to kind of put that on the shelf and come back to it later. (laughs) Okay. Cause I'm trying to remember to what I told no, you. No, that's okay. Yeah. It was about just, I like personal examples, right? Like yeah, you were saying, yeah. people share their story and it makes it resonates that you would had this other idea for a book and you're like, I can't, I'm homeschooling my children. It's the pandemic. Oh, I'm the breadwinner that. and yes, you ignored yes, yes. it. And then you found yourself like two weeks later in this really dark hole and didn't realize yeah. why you're in this dark hole. And then it hit you. Oh my gosh, I'm ignoring <laughs> this inspiration. I think we've all been that. there. We've all been there. You know, we ignore it. Yes. We feel inspired. And then we think, oh, I just don't have time. I can't do it. And then a lot of times we beat ourselves up, right? Then you feel like yeah. a failure. Then you feel lazy mm-hmm. or you feel like, you know, oh, I don't have any follow through. And that's not really yeah. the case. So yes, yes. Story that I thought was inspiring. I think we've all been there in the last two years at some point. I, I forgot about that story. And it really, you know, it's because I only let it last for two weeks right? Like I said, no, I had received this vision while I was sleeping. Uh, my kids were sick. I think we actually had COVID. We were so sick and I was just so in this weird fever sleep. And I had this vision and I woke up and it was like, this is to be a book. And I was like, no way. I'm homeschooling five children. I was the breadwinner. I had a full coaching business. I was like, how could I write a book right now? And I said, no, for two weeks. And the two weeks led to the darkest hole I've been in a very long time. And that is why I really truly, I just choose not to say no, because I know the darkness that it comes. Sorry. How did you crawl out of that? What was the first couple steps you took 
to crawl out of that dark hole towards your goal? Well, just being aware for me, I've watched so much of creation. And when I don't create, when inspired, it creates this depression, darkness. And so I just knew, oh, this is what's happening. So then I just committed like, okay, every morning when my kids, you know, they're homeschooling, so I don't have to get them up at six. I would get up early, early and write every morning. And it was just like the commitment just became real. Like this is now happening. So just jumped and in. I, it wasn't like a master plan. You're like, I'm just going to jump in right now, right where no. I am. <laughs> Here it is. And, and that's the fastest way out for me. The fastest way out of darkness is to take action. It's just take even the tiniest spot of like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and write. And these words may never even be in my book, but I'm going to just be in action of bringing it through. I like that. Well, mm -hmm. that actually is a, a great segue into, would you actually give us some tips yeah. on um, how to like open your heart and listen to what inspires you? Mm, like somebody out there yes. right now is thinking like, I think I want to do this, but I'm not really sure if you could just kind of walk us through some things that anybody can take. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be a project. It could be anything that you're thinking. Yeah. So a, for me, oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's to uh -huh. find that inspiration basically. Okay. So this is like my favorite topic because this is, this is my jam. <clears throat> this is where I love to play is in divine creation. And it's like anything, you have to clear the space for it. So if you're busy from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m., there's not going to be a lot of space. There's not going to be a lot of energy to be able to receive. And so I create something that I call sacred space every morning. People have different names, early morning routines, whatever. For me, it's sacred. And that means it's my communion with the divine. And every morning, if I can create a space where I'm quiet, where I pray, where I journal, where I do some healing work. And where I ask what needs to be created today. And if I already have some main goals that I'm creating, then I ask, what's the one thing I need to do today to get this creation alive. And then I receive. And at first it may be quiet and it may be silent, but just like lifting weights, your muscles get stronger and stronger. If you, if you carve out the space and time to ask to receive, you will receive. And then when you take action on what you're receiving, I mean, that's when the miracles happen. I like that you um, also have said that you need to strengthen it, right? You need to strengthen this muscle like anything else, your receiving mode. Yeah. Um, do you have like a visualization or something that you teach people to do or that you use yourself? Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm kind of weird, so we'll just put that out there. But I have a real clear visual of an altar in my mind and that I invisibly put in front of my heart. And I just literally place the thing that I'm creating on the altar. And I ask, what's the one thing I need to do for this? And it's such a surrender for me. Like <clears throat> I'm placing my creation here and I need to know what needs to come through for this to come alive. And that visual is just so powerful for me. And sometimes I open my palms when I have my eyes closed to just kind of receive. And sometimes I feel like an image is shown or I hear something, but it actually is like very physical. I do like to move my hands. I like to, to feel like I'm opening up to receive something. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Um, I, I heard actually in one of your things is when you strengthen your muscle of receiving miracles happen. Mm -hmm. And it's, it it's so true. Um, and then, as you said earlier, that then having the courage or 
I don't even really think it's courage, but just not questioning it and doing it. So when we ask, it's so important. When we ask for the, this guidance, when we ask for this download of inspiration, that we don't question it, that we just follow it, that we just take action towards that direction. Yeah. I've shared with my listeners before that that's really what led me to Turkey was there. I had been there a couple of times. I'd done a couple of retreats, but I found myself in this unusual situation of I just gotten divorced, sold the house, was in an apartment in the city trying to figure out what to do next. I'm a public speaker. I've also written, what am I doing? I really love this healing, right? And I was up on my roof doing a meditation, my favorite place to meditate early in the morning. And I got this download of information. And this was May that I needed to go back to Turkey and I needed to go back in July. That's what the answers were. That's what I needed to do. And it just felt so good. Like we get the goosebumps and just like you open and everything is extra bright. And I was like, oh my God, that's, I love the vision that I had, but I was like, but that doesn't really make sense. Like I just moved here and I'm not sure what's going on with family. And I was still like uncoupling from my business. I had a medical spa for 13 years and it didn't make sense. I wasn't going to Turkey in July, but I was so lost. I was feeling so confused and so lost. What's the next step for me? What's the act two in my life? And then the same thing happened, meditating, the same vision came, same time, you need to go back in July. Now it's like June. I was like, that doesn't, I can't. Now it's only like three weeks away, I can't. The next day it came back and I was like, oh my gosh, you know better. Like if I can tell you how I've coached my clients and what I've written about and what I've told other people and what other people have said, when you ask, you don't judge, you go for it. You take action instead of letting those limiting beliefs creep in. And I just let those limiting beliefs creep in. And I didn't even see them. They're stealth. Yeah, <laughs> they were wearing yeah. cloaks. And let me tell you, I bought a ticket for three weeks late, three weeks later, a one-way ticket. And it changed my life. It changed my life. Oh my and I gosh. have a little house there. I live on the Aegean. I have never felt so alive and happy and like in alignment with my true purpose as when I'm in Turkey working no matter how hard the days are, how long they are. At one point I worked 18 days in a row and it was hot and my air conditioning went out and whatever. It didn't matter because I was living my truth, my alignment, my, I was just in balance. Even though it seemed like it wouldn't be in balance, I was totally in balance, but I would have never had the courage to do that. I don't have any connections to Turkey. I don't have any family there. None of my family's ever lived there. It was very random for me, very random mm -hmm. as well. So I'm, wow. but then that doesn't mean that every time I follow it, right? We, yeah. as we grow, we learn, we get better and better, but there are times, like you said, just a little earlier, when I stopped you for a moment, you have this other thing that's been in your back burner for these five years. And there's different ways to look at it. Either it wasn't the right time, which it mm -hmm. could be, or mm -hmm. there's some limiting beliefs, fear related limiting beliefs that are holding yeah. you back. Only, yeah. you know, right. Only, you know, yeah. a lot of times it's, it's never going to pass you by. And I'll say this to anybody out there who's listening. If you have had this, like, oh, but I should have done that three years ago. Or now this book just came out. And that was like what I was going to write. Oh, the market's saturated or an idea for a business and somebody else is doing it. No, there is room for everybody to win. There is room okay. in this market for everyone. You wouldn't be given this download and this information if it wasn't meant to be shared. So never yeah. think that the market's saturated or that your story isn't going to matter. Mm. I'm sure Kira a lot of people come to you have similar stories with different details. Yeah. Very similar, very similar. And, and it, I truly do believe everything comes through at the time it needs to like, 
I had to create that publishing house when I didn't have a business because I had a lot of time and it took a lot of time to get things settled and to get things set up. And then when it was time for me to publish, I was able to be like, oh my gosh, everything's set up. Now I just need to figure out the logistics of how we publish this. It was seeded at the perfect time and it bloomed at the perfect time. And that's something that I've seen. And that's why I know even the things that I, this main piece that has been I've been feeling like I can't bring it through a hundred percent. It was never the right time until now. And now I get to work through like all of us do when we're invited to build something so much bigger than ourselves, we get to work through the fear and the pieces that say, I can't do that. This is too hard. This is too big. So do you, I, I know how I feel about you, but do you consider yourself a light worker, a star seed? Are these terms you're comfortable with? Yes. Yeah. I, okay. Yes. I would consider myself that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she is, I'm looking at her just, I mean, you guys can probably hear it in her voice, but I'm looking at her and there's no question like the aura around her, the light and sparkle around her is really amazing. It's so beautiful to see. Um, and I love when I was talking to her on the phone, she just moved to Idaho. I don't know anybody in Idaho. I've never met anybody from Idaho which is not, that's kind of unusual considering I'm also partially from Texas. But the reason I'm bringing that up is wherever you are listening to this in the world, wherever you are, you're probably a light worker if you're listening to this show. You are where you are for a reason. The world needs your light. We are all placed in certain areas. We're all drawn to certain areas because that area needs our light. And if you move around, that probably is either because you need to move around, that's part of your role, or you haven't found the spot yet that is right for you. But I just, I'm just telling you all out there, it doesn't matter where you are, it is special, you are serving a purpose. It's really important that you're there, even if you don't feel like it is, it really, really is. So here you are in Idaho, you have this publishing house, you're publishing these stories of of women, exclusively women, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for now. For now. And and I want to just let men know it's not yeah. that I don't love men. I actually I have four sons. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have like a deep affinity for men, but that's like not who I was called to serve. Absolutely. That's the thing, right? Like women are who I'm here to to help rise in their light and their gifts. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is important. Um, we don't have to be everything to everyone. We have we can be everything to the people who need us most. And so that said, what you're providing though, these tips, these things, opening up your heart and letting the inspiration in is something that anybody can use for anything. You know, I love your altar. I love talking about your heart being a door and opening that door and welcoming, welcoming that download of inspiration to come into that door and then receiving it, right? Welcoming it, thanking it for coming and then taking action towards it. It's really just, it's so important. Um, so just to touch a little bit back in on your publishing, because you can tell I really care about this. I oh, love I love it. Yeah. I love writing. It's, I love books. It's I magic. Love, it is magic. It's magic. And um, my mom, I grew up with a mom who's blind, which is interesting because books were everything to her. So she was mm-hmm. legally blind and then lost all of her vision. So all of her books now are on tape or on wow. CD, but yeah. she reads, she's such an amazing, uh, she's also a journalist and wow. a performance poet. And so words to her, everything. Hmm. It was so important to her that I read. We didn't grow up with the TV. I had a little tiny black and white TV that was in a closet that I was allowed to pull out if there was something I had to watch for school, like a PBS hmm. or something. But mm-hmm. other than that, there was no TV. It was just reading. So 
words are everything to me. My love language is words. Mm-hmm. Nothing hurts me more than words, to be honest, other than energy, of course, but, um, but it also makes you come alive, right? You can mm-hmm. escape into different realms and worlds and experiences and just feel invigorated. So what I love is that the program, and you might have multiple, but the one that really I thought was amazing is your two month program that helps mm-hmm. women find their story. So you're not teaching them how to write necessarily. You're not teaching them the structure, which I know is probably part of the program, but it's the, the meat of it. Like, how do we find your story that you were meant to tell and help it come out and bloom? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I love that. So tell us, so it's a two week or two month program. Yeah. So this one's, uh, it's called how to write your book in two months. And my main, I mean, I've helped many women write their books in two months or less. And it's because I teach them how to do it differently. I actually really believe they're not writing it. I believe they're channeling this light through. And when you can tap into that, you get out of your mind. And that's when writer block, it, writer's block just leaves. It's not even a part of your life. And words come through that you have to like Google. Like you don't even know what these words mean. That's how we know we're like in the service of light and light is coming through us. And so that I have a bunch of different uh, practices and and tools that I use to help people prime their spiritual receiving. And I teach that in this program. And, and then, and then there's a section on, okay, now that you've downloaded it all, here's how you can structure your book. So we do it differently where most people are like, I'm going to structure my book and it's going to be like this and it's going to be like this. And then I'm going to try and figure out how to write it. I'm like, no, 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 receive it. And then we just put it into the structure. I love that. My mm-hmm. um, first book that I wrote uh, was about three and a half months and it was four, yeah. four, 450 pages. Ooh, sister. And too long. My editor's like, take out about those pages. But like it was downloading. It was a channel download. There's no mm-hmm. question. There's yeah. no question. It was amazing. And I like hours would go by. My kids would go off to school and I would just write and I would all be, oh my gosh, it's time for pickup. Like how'd that happen? It yeah. felt like, yeah, it felt like that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, is there anything else that you would love to share with us? I just feel like I could talk to you all day. I love all this information. Maybe what, um, I always hate to bring up the past because when we bring Mm -hmm. up trauma from the past, our body goes right to that, right? Our energy level goes there. So we don't need to relive the past. I believe you had some trauma in your past, but we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but you did mention, I don't want to leave people hanging. Yeah. Maybe just give a little teaser. Your next mm-hmm. project yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has to do maybe with helping people get through some trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have this vision. Health way. Yeah. yeah. I have a vision of, of creating these centers where when people are suicidal, they can go to these centers of hope and it, they're just going to be bathed in light. Like that's just the vision I keep seeing is the second they even walk into the building, like we will have sound waves that are just, you don't even have to hear them with your ears, but just the vibrant, the vibrancy of this building will automatically shift people. And then we'll have all the different types of modalities and then create some plans, some plans of action. Because I know so many people right now in the world are dealing with suicide ideation and so many teens, but also so many adults. And there's not a lot of support it's like either here's some meds or like go to a psych unit. Like there's not a ton of plans. And I think that 
my, my belief is that those who struggle with suicide ideation are our brightest lights. It is, uh, still considered in a lot of places, a dirty little secret. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of religions even consider it a sin. So people just don't talk about it and it needs to be something that is talked about. Um, because you're, it's interesting that you say that you feel that people that have this are sometimes the ones who have the most light to offer the world. Um, I'm sure you come across this when you're interviewing women for your programs or coaching is that a lot of healers, a lot of light workers, a lot of star seeds, but a lot of just healers have awoken to this later in life, have gone through severe trauma, have gone through severe Mm -hmm. trauma or addiction or abuse, or like you said, suicidal thoughts because of things they've been through where if they had checked out, the world would not be receiving their light now. Right. 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 And it's like, Oh my gosh, do I love my life now? And I do love my life. It's not perfect. And there's things all the time. I'm human. I'm still figuring it out as well, but I love my life. I wake up so happy because I chose to be here. I chose to incarnate. It's a beautiful time in the world. Even with all the chaos going on, it really is a beautiful time in history. It's going to get better and better. It is. I have lessons to learn. That's why things get hard sometimes. Right. But I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for the package. I'm grateful for the area I live in. I'm grateful for all the trauma that came in my life because it helped me understand other people's trauma. It helped me Mm -hmm. understand other people's stories. I don't want people to have to go through what I went through by any means, but I don't regret that I went through it because I do feel like that's part of my role. And so throughout my life, there's definitely been more than once or twice that I contemplated checking out. And the reasons I didn't never had anything to do with me It had to do with how could I do this to my parents? And then later, how could I do this to my children? And life was pretty dark and pretty low. It wasn't just like, you know, I had a little emotional imbalance. It wasn't about a chemical imbalance. It was about real life stress and issues and just feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And boy, like I love my life. It would have been so sad if I checked out, I would have been missing all this stuff, you know? But how do you help people who are in that low place, who feel alone, who feel like there isn't light, who feel hopeless, who feel overwhelmed? There are ways to do it. There's ways to do it through energy healing, through meditation, through light therapy, through sound therapy, right? One size doesn't fit all. For some people, it is music. For some people, it is light. For some Mm -hmm. people, it is actual energy healing, being immersed in water, being around other people who just feel good and yummy. Like, Mm -hmm. don't know. So I love this idea of these centers of health that are designed for that particular purpose. Yeah. 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 I I I love how you described that. Well, when you mentioned it to me the other day, I I didn't say the name of them because I think you probably need to hold on to that name for a while before it's public. (laughs) I'll I'll let you announce that on your show. Um, But I think the name is really great. The idea of what they are, because Mm -hmm. it says exactly what it's there for. It's kind of like an urgent care for what you're doing. And I think it really is going to help a lot of people. Um, the key is going to be you protecting yourself and taking care of yourself as well. So you can protect your energy while you're providing this. Um, but I love the idea. I would love to see these in every state or every city, or I I love, I love that idea. I think you're definitely onto something and I think the world needs it. So maybe people who are listening today, I definitely have some wellness entrepreneurs at a high level who have Mm -hmm. been on the show before maybe there's somebody listening around the world. Who's like, yep, I want to fund that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I feel very 
strongly that this is one of my deepest missions. And I really tried to, this is one of the inspirations, probably one of the only ones that I haven't brought to earth. Everything else I really have brought to earth, everything that's come to me. And this one, I think I needed to know how to build systems and run business very successfully first. And now I have, you know, I have created an amazing system in Publishing House. Publishing with Freedom House is so easy because of the systems I've created And now it's like, oh, I've learned this gift. Now it's time to expand it and bring forward these centers and and really start giving people plans and hope and action. Well, brick and mortar is definitely different for sure. Um, But I love you have inspiration. We're not thinking of why it can't work. We're just making it happen, right? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So is there anything else that you would like to share with us today? Like, I really just, I love how you're, you know, talking about light and, um, you know, maybe some inspiring words or maybe something that somebody out there who's feeling a little stuck right now needs to hear. Yeah. So, so I'm going to be honest, actually a lot of hard stuff just happened in my family this last five days. I have teenagers and if anyone has teenagers and they probably have a little glimpse of the (laughs) struggle (laughs) with raising teens in this age. And you know, I still have to show up even though I've got a lot of really stressful things happening, but I, but I am committed to bringing light to the world. And so what I'm doing, and I guess I will share this with people who are listening is if you're struggling and you don't really want to be in suffering, cause there's a difference. There's a difference between pain and suffering and pain. You can breathe and move through suffering. You get stuck like molasses. And so if you are ready to leave the suffering and be able to keep showing up, keep bringing light. It goes down to how you can feel good personally, no matter what's going on around you. Can you meditate? Can you sing? Can you chant? What is going to feel good? Is it socks that are soft? Is it a blanket around you? The sooner we can lift our vibrations, even when things aren't going well, we get to share more light, no matter what's happening. Because as a light worker, as a leader of light, our lives aren't always going to work. And we have to know how to balance the pain and still stay in high vibrations through it. Yeah. What works for you? So, you know, before I had my awakening and I began to be a business owner, I was a massage therapist. So for me, I listened to like Sofolgio sounds and and, and I massage my, my feet and I just tell myself that I love myself, that I'm just doing so good. It's almost like letting myself really take care of myself. And that can be five minutes. This isn't like yeah. an hour process, but even just getting in the shower and letting the hot water just like hit my skin and noticing it like, oh, this hot water feels so good right now. Just these moments of being able to feel good, even in the midst of pain Yes. That is how I, that's how I can show up here today on this podcast and be in light. Do you have some clearing routines that you do to kind of filter out (laughs) a white light shower or some kind of a clearing? Uh, So I'm a big, uh, I pour a lot of divine light through the crown of my head, clean out my cells. I ask the light to go and literally clean every cell in my body. That's a big one I do real quick. Um, I recently uh, took the sound healing class and I got this drum and holy cow, who knew drumming around my body is the fastest way for me personally to shift and clean out my energy. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this just saved me so much time in my life. So I just drum all the time and just clear things out. I love that. It's so true. So drumming, you know, because it's a vibration. Yeah. Right. So anything we can do to literally change our vibration, yeah. we, when you're sad or when you're, like you said, in suffering or you're in a lower vibration, that's a lower vibration, emotion or, or feeling. So we want to change it. And the easiest way to change that vibration is literally vibrate. <laughs> literally, <Right>? so, <laughs> The drum is a good one. Singing super yeah. deep, like baritone, even if you can't sing, which I can't is a vibration. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. don't have a drum. I have a friend who does and loves it. He does it all the time <sighs> and yeah. even does it at concerts. He's a musician and sometimes brings yeah. out this like tribal drum. Mm. And it's amazing. You can see the crowd just kind of like, like you can mm. see yeah. shoulders relax, you know, yeah. and it's like hardcore rock and roll. But then all of a sudden <laughs> they just kind of like relax when he gets out this tribal drum and starts beating oh, on it. I'm it's telling you, I, I, I got to give a plug to the, to the shaman. I bought my drum from her name is Katie Joe drums. If people look her up and she painted this goddess on it for me. And I mean, it's just so sacred. I had no idea I would have so much love for a drum. I will say her name again. Go ahead. It's Katie Joe drums. So that's her Instagram handle. Katie Joe drums. All right. I'll pass that on. And I will say yeah. actually um, it's Bryce Cashman who had a band called birth. Mm -hmm. Now it's Bryce Cashman actually did the intro music. For my for this podcast, because I said I want something that's a little Turkish, a little spiritual, but fun and upbeat, and did the original yeah. score for this podcast actually. So that's pretty cool. And I myself, I have a big, huge crystal singing bowl, mm. and I have it in the C note um, root chakra, and I do that for myself sometimes. But I also do it when I do my retreats, or if I'm leading a healing meditation or a guided visualization, hypnotherapy. I always do it because it helps when you're doing those nice deep breaths in and out to relax. It's nice to hear that nice, deep resonating vibration and bring it into your chest and bring it into your root chakra. Because again, it changes the vibration. <laughs> it does. And that's I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the singing bowls. I it's like now anything with sound, I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I still do energy work, but it's like, who knew sound was so much faster. It is like, it clears it out. So oh, it is like fast. that. Like it's that crazy. Well, it is. So you have a lot of healing in you because you have the touch, you know, you wouldn't have been called to be a massage therapist, but you yeah. weren't meant to just be doing that all the time. That, right. Yeah. That was just the, your intro, but you have that's that the lead in. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's really beautiful. I love that. Um, okay. Well, this has been so fun. I can't believe it has gone so quickly. No, I know this is so fun. <laughs> Do you have, um, a like positive affirmation that you tell yourself or a mantra, um, I'll give you like one of my favorites for me is I deeply and completely love and accept myself. That's mm. part of like from the tapping, right? EFT tapping, mm. which again is vibration mm. and yeah. pressure points. But so I like, I deeply and completely love and accept myself, but there's so many, I am love. Yeah. I am light. So many. Do you have something? I have a new like one. It's, this one just came up last week. I was working with all these women and this mantra, like it just, it showed up on one person's call and then it stayed the whole week. Like every person needed it. So I'm going to share this because I feel like it's really powerful, especially for people who are called to do great things and they don't feel like they are uh, equipped to do these great things. Yes. So the mantra is, I am comfortable with my greatness. I am Ooh, comfortable with down. my greatness. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am comfortable with my greatness. Yeah. Let's say that together three times. Okay. Okay. 
I am comfortable with my greatness. I am comfortable with my greatness. I am comfortable with my greatness. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) That is beautiful. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Anybody out there listening who's walking or driving, fear not. I love to end the show with a mantra or a positive affirmation. So for those of you listening, go to the show notes when you get home, write it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, say it to yourself several times a day throughout the next week. I am comfortable with my greatness, especially as women, especially as women who sometimes feel like we have to dim our light to fit into other people's. So I love that. I am comfortable with my greatness. I'm going to use that myself Mm -hmm. all week. I love it. (laughs) And for those of you who are listening who can't see her, uh, there's a lot of times that she will stop and close her eyes and take a nice breath in. And I, I've loved watching that because I know what you're doing is you're tapping in to see if it's resonating what to say, right. Mm -hmm. Or to get a little download of what should come. And this is a seasoned woman. This is somebody who's seasoned, who knows how to tap in and how to get that guidance and how to go with the way she feels. Anybody can do it. Anybody, you just have to learn how and practice, but everybody has that ability, but it's been a pleasure to watch you because we're doing this interview in zoom to watch you take those moments and take a breath and then answer. I forget that I do that. I'm like, oh yeah, I think I do that all the time. (laughs) You do because innate to who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. It's, I Mm. love when I come across other spiritual teachers and um, personal development people who know what they're doing. (laughs) Thank you. It's just been such a joy to meet you. I do feel our paths have crossed for great purposes and reasons. And I'm very grateful. Well, thank you for sharing your story and what you do with my audience today on You Lost Me at Namaste. It's been a pleasure to have you. Mm, This is such a joy. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So how can people contact you? Uh, Fastest way is Instagram. Just send me a little DM. I'm at Kira Polson, or you can email me at contact at kirapolson.com. I'm not super great. It takes me about five days to get back to an email, but Instagram, I'm pretty good at just giving a nice little message back. And if they want to book a call to talk about publishing their book or the program or my mastermind, they're welcome to do that. I would love to meet with them. Okay. Wonderful. So anybody listening, say you heard it on you lost me at namaste. She has a complimentary and some of the things there's a complimentary consultation. Mm -hmm. And again, her contact information will be in the show notes below. Um, so you can find her there. You can always find me, Michelle Schoenfeld official on Instagram, or you lost me at namaste. That's the fastest way to get me as well. Again, my website, um, Michelle at Michelle but I'm just like Kira. It can take me a little while to get back sometimes, but I always respond on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, well that's great. So we'll put that out there for anybody who wants to contact you again, you can find Kira's podcast as well. An awakened soul or an awakened podcast, right? The awakened yeah, podcast. podcast, the awakened mm-hmm. podcast. And if you like her show, if you like my show, we like to hear from you, drop us a yeah. note and let us know what you like, or if there's something you'd like us to cover. Mm, I love that. Thank you. All right. Well, again, thank you, Kara, for being a guest. Mm, thank you. Thank you for holding this space for this <laughs> until next time. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Know that you're worthy. You're enough. And you were born for a reason. 
That's it for today. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.